everybody. Get ready for Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. A foodie born and bred, my wife Nikki loves chatting up chefs, dining out, and insider industry buzz. And my husband David thinks a great meal is nothing but a good burger, a frosty brew, and a check for under $20. Because he is cheap. Well, maybe so, but Foodie married Beast anyway, and together we've got the food and wine variety show that has everyone talking. It's Foodie and the Beast, and we are on now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis on a grim Sunday in Washington. The only good news is a certain person's out of town for a couple of days, and I like that. (laughs) We've got a great show today. The studio's full of good food and, so far, good people, I'd say. Uh, We're not really sure just yet. We'll find out. Bresca's a new restaurant on 14th Street that is interesting. Their positioning is that they're kind of presenting iconoclastic dining for the counterculture connoisseur. That's easy for you to find out what that means. From executive chef Brian Rotino, who, by the way, won a Rammy this year as the rising culinary star for his work at the dearly departed Ripple. Bye, Ripple. (laughs) <laughs> but we're going to hear from Brian shortly. And now in studio, also, we have uh, two return guests, uh, Bill and Susie Menard. Due ragazze bravi. <laughs> exactly, from Pia Umbria. They are doing so much at their fabulous little gem in Georgetown. They're going to talk about their cheese program, their new chef, and all the delicious wine you'll be drinking and there. a bunch this, of dinners uh, coming up, too. Yeah, so much happening. I think I'll, I'll serve. Okay. Dinner. All right. You want to talk about Aaron? You want me to talk about Aaron? You talk about Aaron. All right. We are going to do something so fun in studio today. We brought in Aaron San. She is a fabulous yoga teacher, but she invented this thing called Eat Yoga Drink. So, right? Is that the right order? Just making sure we're doing it right. I thought it was drink, drink, drink. <laughs> Too tired for yoga. <laughs> That's pretty much how it happens for David. But Erin uh, is going to be talking about the qualities of yoga and the kinds of classes she does, and then also talk about the kind of beers that she serves afterwards. So we're looking forward to that conversation. All right. You know the phrase, go fish? No. Brandon Williams does. Okay. Uh, Brandon is uh, the chef, and uh, really, you're the you're the 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 spark behind a new seafood restaurant in D.C. called Fish Scale with a really cool menu, really cool concept, and uh, it's relatively new. You just opened a couple of like six eight weeks ago, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. And so I'm not I'm not the only spark. I couldn't do it without my lovely sister. Oh, his lovely um, sister. Yes, and it, I, I just want to say your sister is lovely. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, if anything ever happens with me and Nikki, you're ready. Right? <laughs> All right, and speaking... You can be number four. Speaking Because <laughs> they all die of exhaustion. Um, speaking of great new spots, we have had the good fortune to go to the gorgeous District Winery uh, down at the Navy Yard waterfront a couple we of times. We were just there yesterday. We were there for, for brunch. brunch yesterday. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's D.C.'s first wine-producing operation ever, I think, right? It's an urban winery. Or it's an urban winery, uh, but we've done wine tasting there and dinner and brunch, and it's really awesome. And um, we're, I mean, they've come I, in today to pour wine. Well, I mean, Jonathan, Can you get to the point, please? Jonathan Stiers. I'm, I'm giving them, you really I'm long giving time. them stuff. And Brian Leventhal are the founders, the owners, the creative directors, and all, and they're in to pour some wine today and talk about that. But first, we're going to talk to Jesse King, who is one of the farmers out at Central Farm Markets. I yes, with Twin Spring, Twin Springs Farms. Hi, Jesse. How are you? Good morning. Thanks for having me on well, the Well, he's show. a laid-back guy. Yeah. Pop it up, Jesse. Okay. We're all full of caffeine Things here. Things, like you said, it's a little bit of a dreary day here <laughs> at Central Farm Markets. But um, like all the farm markets, they are rain or shine. Um, so come on out. We got our great lineup. Well, tell we us about – can you tell us a little bit about your farm, Twin Springs Farm? Yeah, we're located uh, about eight miles west of Gettysburg in this little town of Ortana, which I'm sure none of you have heard of. Mm-hmm. Um, it was established in 1979. It's a small family farm. We did our first farmer's market in 1982, and now we do 18 of them. Wow. And uh, 10 of those are year-round. So come out and see us. Um, and what is, and is it all produce? And, what, tell us about some of your, like, top sellers. What do you, what do you guys focus on? Well, we farm about 100 acres. Um, we have about an acre of hothouses that we grow in year-round. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're working to be a very sustainable farm with a, a low carbon footprint. Um, we heat our whole facility, including the greenhouses, with a carbon neutral biomass burner. Um, that we burn very difficult. <laughs> ground up pallets. Yeah, it's a little bit dusty, but um, we used to burn coal, so this is super sustainable. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have a solar array, which we 
produce 80% of all the electricity we use at our whole facility. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, so we're really trying to reduce our carbon footprint. And since we're only about 80 miles away, um, it you know we already do that by bringing you fresh local produce um, for everybody to come out and come out and get it. Um, okay, well, so, so tell us a little bit about what we can find at the market from you today. Yeah, we have 12 varieties of apples here today. Some of the old standards like Stamen and Fuji, but also some of the newer varieties like Gold Rush, uh, which is a fantastic all-purpose apple. Uh, of course, we have Honeycrisp and Nittany and Pink Lady. We also have our great celery. We're still harvesting out of the field along with Brussels sprouts and spinach and carrots. Um, we got peppers coming out of our greenhouses still, which are fantastic. Um, tomatoes we'll have till Christmas. Um, You'll have tomatoes till Christmas? Is that because of the greenhouse that you're using? Yeah, and actually the quality is really good. We have supplemental uh, LED lighting, which really oh keeps God. plants moving, mm-hmm. keeps cool. the flavor great. Um, yeah, fantastic. All right, stuff you're, all the way you're up playing there. my tune because I'm a tomato guy, and I'm I'm and I refuse to uh, buy tomatoes. After yeah, August. I mean, usually the tomatoes at at some big stores, not to be mentioned, are like so, you know softballs or baseballs, and about that consistency. Yeah, yeah, like cardboard. Um, yeah. The lighting really helps uh, keep them vibrant and keep them going. All right. Well, Jesse, we got to move on. Everybody check out Twin Springs Farm at Central Farm Markets. Which market are you at? Yeah. We're at the Mosaic, the vibrant Mosaic District here. All right. You're um, out in... Uh, you. Out, where are we? Near Fairfax. Yeah. All right. Mosaic so that's near my office. Uh, and uh, there are also Central Farm Markets out in Bethesda, at Bethesda Elementary, and in Rockville at the Pike. Yep. All right. Thanks, yeah. Jesse. Yeah, Thank you and so if, much. Um, please check out our, we do a once-a-week newsletter, which has crop updates, um, great recipes, photos of the farm. You can really keep track of what's going on. Will do. That's at twinspringsfruitfarm.com. Thanks, great. Jesse. Thank you, Jesse. Yeah, thank you. So All right. Much. Okay. Now let's go to Jonathan and Brian and talk some wine. Hi, guys. District, I mean, how did district, you, first of all, there's Brooklyn Winery, which is your Where, first yes. your first ever. How did all this happen? How did you, I mean, two guys decide to do this? So the, the, the short story uh, goes, uh, Brian and I met back in 2007 at an internet uh, startup company. Uh, Brian was on the biz dev side. I was on the, the management side. Um, as kind of a fun little side uh, thing we were doing with our coworkers, we were going out to New Jersey to make our own wine. There's a uh, federal law that allows households to make I up to 200 gallons. I thought people just went to New Jersey to get bumped off. Is that not? <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, but you can make up to 200 gallons of, of uh, wine a year for, per household without the federal government caring. Um, so we were going out and taking advantage of this and, and making a barrel of wine. Um, we really enjoyed the process. We did it for about three years. The thing that we didn't like doing was uh, it was a pain in the butt to get out to uh, New Jersey. We had to take the subway oh, to the, the train <laughs> to another bus to walking a mile. It was it was this is pre Uber days. So mm-hmm. um, anyways, we uh, around 2009 and 2009, we were thinking like, you know, we really like doing this winemaking thing. How come no one's doing this in uh, in Brooklyn? So uh, that was kind of the genesis of the idea. And we started looking into the business model, how to hire a winemaker, how to find a space, how to do all the zoning. And in under a year, we were able to open Brooklyn Winery in uh, the neighborhood of Williamsburg. And uh, it took us about, I would say, about three years really before we refined the the concept. The initial concept was people could come and make their own barrel of wine. Mm-hmm. Um, the concept very quickly evolved into um, really our own label. We Let's really, cut out the middleman and make our own wine. Well, we, were, we, were, we were really proud of the wines we were making, so we wanted to focus on our own label. Um, we also really enjoyed the hospitality component of the business, so we were... So did you originally have a restaurant, or no? Uh, that... We did have... We had a wine bar, Okay, um, but we really... We expanded our events is really what we had... Where the greatest expansion came um, mm-hmm. from, and we uh, started getting into doing weddings. We started doing corporate events, and we really built up the business, and around... 2014, we decided to uh, investigate opening another city, and we uh, settled on on DC, and we're very happy that we did so. And now we have District rumors. Winery. You both have a, a tattoo of the flag of the District of Columbia on you somewhere. Is that true? Yes, <laughs> that is true. Okay. Lower back. Our son does. I don't <laughs> want. Interesting. Um, Hot, okay, but well, interesting. we're going to ask what you're pouring first, and then uh, we'll get to how you built up your DC property. Sure. So we're going to be pouring through four wines today. Uh, we're starting. Uh, Today, uh, starting off with a, an Unoak Chardonnay. Um, mm-hmm. The grapes were sourced in the the Finger Lakes in upstate New York. Oh, good. Um, favorite spot. This mm-hmm. is a a really great representation. It's one of our flagship 
uh, wines that that we've been doing this this same style for for years now. Okay. The very clean, crisp, um, high acidity wine. The um, uh, Connor McCormick, our winemaker, likes to do a, a, a about a thirty day ferment on it. Um, and, All right, uh, we're going to taste yeah. it. We'll come back and talk about yep. it shortly. These guys are going to be on the show several times. We're going to be hitting a lot of this wine. Yes. But let's talk to Brian Rotino and Bresca. Brian. It's Brian. Uh, Ryan. Why do I keep calling you Brian? There's too many you wrote Brian's. Brian in the... on the script. All That's right. why. Senior moment. Did I write Brian? Yeah, yeah, you did. Well, I know that your name is Ryan. Do you now know how? Now he does, because I just told him. Because my wife Again. just corrected me. No, all right. Okay. So, Ryan, I, I Hold mean. Hold on. Can we all say cheers? All right. Cheers. Salud. All right. To the beginning of fall. Yeah. There we go. Come on. I'll share with her. Come on. There we go. All right, so Ryan, I can't believe people get your name wrong. Ryan, no, most people don't. Let's talk about. <laughs> let's talk. Oh my let's God, see. you're my new favorite it's, guest. It's four letters. If we don't hurry, we're going to lose this guy's time on the okay. show. So let's talk about you know your background very quickly and and Ripple and the Rammy Award, which is really the launch pad for you know for Bresca. Yeah, I mean, um, Ripple was previous to here. It's unfortunately no longer with us, huh? But uh, no, I mean, we've, I've been in the district now for like almost three years. Uh, spent some time in Virginia as well. Um, Where were you in Virginia? So Lowberge Provincial. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So like uh, now we just, together with Jose, we've kind of just been like working our way around, learning about the Mid-Atlantic, learning about the ingredients, kind of mm -hmm. like taking in all the local farms, all those things, and then figuring out just like how we could kind of put our stamp on what we wanted to do something different. And uh, Ripple was that like first push for us to be able to kind of like get our name well, on Well, so there. Ripple had a legacy of having really interesting chefs. Mm -hmm. You know, Marjorie was there, Logan Cox was there. There was a, a variety of chefs there who were doing really different. Everybody, each chef who came there put their stamp on it in a right. different way. And then when you came in, I mean, how long were you there for? It was only like eight months, something like that, seven mm -hmm. months. Yeah, so it was like Thanksgiving well, to where, where did you get this idea for the, you know, sort of addressing the wants and needs of the counterculture connoisseur? Yeah. That's a great phrase, but what's it mean and we who were, are they? Like always, like people say, like, what kind of food do you cook? And the idea is like, rather than saying like, oh, we cook French or oh, we cook Italian, we kind of just like want to cook whatever we feel in the, in the moment, whether we want to use curry or we want to like use something like uh, rice from Italy or something like that. It's like instead of putting together like a fusion or some kind of like box to live in, mm -hmm. we kind of just want to cook great food all the time. So is it driven by what? What you find when you're at the farms or, you know, with your providers? Or is yeah, it driven by, I feel like curry, I'm going to go find some, you know. It's driven by, like, definitely what's in season. When we can use local, we will. But also, like, what's in season in Europe? What's in season in Australia right now? What's, like, kind of like those ingredients. Like, what do we feel like using right now? There's, like, such this reach out there of things that you can get to. Well, so access is totally different right yeah. so i mean while God it is great Express. but <laughs> while it is great to be able to use the bounty of products that are locally sourced right there are products that you can't get locally yeah exactly and it's like certain times of the year if like mm -hmm. chanterelles are great from another country i mean then if they're better they're better so we kind of we just kind of like take that we want to provide the best like quality ingredients that we can all the time okay on that note yeah just we have to take a quick break but when we come back i want to talk about the kinds of dishes that you're doing and um your uh Really exceptional plateware. Sounds good. P.S. This wine is delicious. Yes, this is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just a sec. Hey, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. I quickly want to thank our sponsors, the folks at ProFish, Central Farm Markets, uh, Celebrity Cruises, and who am I leaving out? Um... Oh, uh, the Market at River Falls. And the Market at River Falls in Potomac. Bad mm -hmm. me. Yes. Great really sponsors. Thanks for taking care of the show. Yes. So, Ryan... Now that we've figured out your Chef name. Ryan. Yes, you got so, it. Ryan, having been in uh, the restaurant, or even just looking at what you brought in today, you guys have really sourced amazing plateware and fun and whimsical ways to showcase the food that you're doing. Like, let's talk about what you brought in. Yeah, that, I mean, like, right here we have, uh, it's one of our desserts that we offer. It's a foie gras cake pop, so it's... Uh, <laughs> Why not? We have foie gras everywhere. But this is a foie gras with a hazelnut cake, and then it's uh, glazed in janduya, the hazelnut chocolate, salt-roasted hazelnuts, and then finished off with a little bit of gold We should leaf. mention, we're on Facebook Live right yes, now. Yes, we are, guys, so you can see where it. Where do they go find it? At Nikki Nellis. At Nikki Nellis. Yeah, so like the, there's a sculptor in Georgetown, actually, who makes this, so it's for like uh, Tootsie Pops, but... These are close. Yeah, right? I had a choker. <laughs> I had a choker just like this once. Yeah, right. so, uh, I was wearing you, it last night at about one. How did you go about finding all your plateware? Because you guys opened up Bresca pretty fast. Yeah, and every spare moment that 
that I had, all I did, all I do still is just like look for new plates, more inventive things. The idea is like to offer these like quality of ingredients and this like dining experience, but then like, like scale it back from like, so it's not stuffy and make something that's more fun and interactive. So like things like this kind of like, if you haven't eaten foie gras and dessert, maybe you'd like to eat it out of a mohawk, right? Like, right. Why not? No, it's so, fun. And then yeah. you have that bee's knees drink yeah, that so, you serve in the like honey pot. Yeah, exactly. So we were in Spain and like uh, we saw that. So then I came back and it was made here in the U.S. So the idea is like, it's a honey jar, yeah. So right. like yeah, this exactly. Is, it's very cute. Yeah. So very like good all the ideas. different vessels. We serve the caviar course, which I think you had, I did in, a, have it. in a little fish, a uh, little Why glass fish. Why is she fish, getting so. to eat all this stuff? Because I, I go out. Oh. And she, I go eat at restaurants. She knows my first it. name. It too, really so. <laughs> I'm never gonna get over that. <laughs> no, you're not. Never. And never. Nor I'm you. never gonna be It's really embarrassing. Um I guess are you I mean what's next? I mean, what do you do? I mean, is it is it the unpredictability? They just opened. What no, do you no, mean, no, what's no, no, no. But I mean, is it the unpredictability of what's available there that that sort of fuels will you know kind of fuel the curiosity and yeah. I mean, coming? we're already like we're six six weeks in right now, and I mean, we've almost turned the whole menu over already. So like, we constantly just want to keep evolving and keep putting new things out there, and just like over time, like more finesse, more fun, more creative, and just kind of like. Having every time you come, we want there to be something different. You okay, know? now, no so stagnant. I just want to be sure about the space. So it's in the former policy right. space downstairs, but you have an event space above you that's not attached to you. So, yeah, we have like a rooftop herb garden upstairs that we right. do cocktail parties and things like that on that you actually can access through like our back. Ele- we have an elevator, fortunately, okay. but okay. yeah, <laughs> but yeah, like we, we have an uh, that we do like uh, small private events and stuff up there as well. Now, is that okay. open with in the winter with heaters and stuff? Yeah, exactly. Right now, yeah, cool. we have some holiday right. parties going up there where we have heaters out there and all those. So, that's just stuff. for private dining at this point, yeah, exactly. Okay, great. And then you guys are doing a big New Year's Eve, party? yeah, we're doing a black and gold party uh, for New Year's Eve. We're doing all all the good things: king crab, black truffles, caviar. Mm. Uh, Piper Heidzik is actually like spon- They sponsor the Oscars. They're bringing the red carpet from the Oscars. They're doing the step and repeat out front. And we're gonna have just like a big bash for for New Year's. Our tickets are for sale on through our website on Resi. Great. So yeah, it's fun. Wow. All right. Well, thank you so much. Tell everybody where they can find Fresca. So we are located just up from 14th and T, next door to Trader Joe's. Yes, thank you so much. Ryan Rattino. Thank you. Thanks for joining us, Ryan. Ryan with an R. All right, thanks, Ryan. All right, (laughs) so let's go back to uh, District Winery. So we got the story of Brooklyn, and then you decided to come to D.C., but you created an entire space. What was your thought process? How did you go through this? Yeah, so uh, this is Brian, by the way. John was before. Yes. <laughs> um, so when we when we opened up in New York a long time ago, we mm-hmm. kind of retrofitted the, the concept into a pre-existing building. Here in D.C., we kind of came down here with the idea of what we wanted District Winery to be, to meld a beautiful hospitality establishment with a D.C.'s first winery. But in order to do that properly, it required a uh, tremendous amount of square footage, mm-hmm. um, about 17,000. And uh, to find a pre-existing building that would be able to house everything we wanted and have the right flow is virtually impossible. Right. So when we started looking down here, um, just through a whole series of events, we got uh, teamed up with the Far City uh, Ratner developers who are developing the Yards neighborhood down in the uh, Navy Yard area in Southeast. And they had this beautiful 10,000 square foot patch of grass that was slated for development one day, and it was going to be a two-story building. And uh, they looked at us as a, as a great tenant to help support their entire development down there. And for us, it was just the ideal location and the ideal partner to work with in building a building from the ground up. I mean, up. the fact that it's your own building, you're it in there, is amazing. brave, and, and it gives you... All right, so when we come back to you, space. we'll talk about how you fleshed out that space. Yeah. Uh, what are you pouring right now? Or yeah, jo- so, what did Jonathan just pour? So John just poured uh, uh, the Pinot Noir. So what we love is you started with an unoaked Chardonnay that we sourced the grapes from Finger Lakes in upstate New York. Now we're moving to Washington State across country. <laughs> the beauty of the urban winery concept is we can bring grapes in from anywhere. Anywhere. And uh, so this is from the Columbia Gorge, which borders mm-hmm. on Oregon and Washington, 100% Pinot Noir. Uh, Pinot is so wonderful up in that region. And uh, I think this is a great showcase of it. It is. It's delicious. All right, great. All right. 
Now on the Amici. There we go. All right. So Bill and Susie Menard have done something that, at least in, in my fantasy world, is one of the great things. And that is they took their love of Italy and particularly their love of the Umbria region, which is just south of Tuscany, um, and they turned it into a business. And it's a multifaceted business. They have a store that imports all kinds of great goods from Umbria. I'll let you tell the whole thing, but wines and cheeses and sausages and and they have a house there and they take groups small groups of i guess eight people eight yeah. people eight people and you spend a week there seeing umbria through their uh, educated eyes and it is unbelievable <laughs> now we went they arranged a lot of stuff for us god mm-hmm. bless them we had the most amazing time ever we did. so we had a fabulous time but let's talk yeah. about your shop via umbria because we've had you in studio before but this shop the first time we had you on it was just a textile shop in exactly. georgetown yeah. but you have really changed your concept it has evolved and there's a you have an italian butcher and you have a fabulous cheese shop and now you just hired a brand new chef so let's just talk about how you've evolved over the last couple of years um thanks for that great intro um <laughs> this is really that it's finally come together to be everything we, that we want which is sort of like a little italian village all under one, one roof, roof. Mm-hmm. so um when bill and i were trying to figure out what to bring here to sort of send that message um, it really came down to the, the heart message of, received, by the way, <laughs> the heart of everything we do um, really starts at our meat counter and our cheese counter. So whether you're enjoying these um, as on holiday trays that you take home, whether you're having a plate of meat and cheese in store or whether you're, um, uh, you know, pre-ordering a turkey from us for Thanksgiving or enjoying a meal upstairs on the weekends um, at the chef's table um, Thursday, Friday and Saturday nights. Right. But. Let's talk about how you built each of those things out. Like, I think the fact that you have an, a, a butcher shop in the shop is really interesting because mm-hmm. that's a hard thing to sustain and especially educate people on. Like, why an Italian butcher? Um, first of all, just to have a butcher. Like, right. somebody who actually knows how to use a knife and can make the cuts of meat that people are looking for. Mm-hmm. So if somebody comes in and they want, um, you know, a, a, a piece of meat sliced a particular way, our butchers can do that. So everything can be custom ordered. Somebody wants rabbit, we can get that in for them. If they want rabbit that's prepared and ready to, um, that's seasoned and just needs to go in the oven, we can make that happen too. So just like when we're in Italy, we go to the butcher and they don't, we don't see what's in, you know, plastic wrap waiting for us. Mm-hmm. We let them know what we want and then we can make it but happen. But you also have a great restaurant there. Liam yeah. Lachavita, who was in here when he had his own place over by the Shorm, is now with you. Yes. And he's a real talent. He is a talent. And, and now, so, I mean. But why bring him in? Because, uh-huh. like, what was your, because you already had a cafe, and you were doing, like, pop-ups upstairs yeah. in your beautiful demo kitchen. But why bring in Liam? What well, was plan, your thought process? The plan process? really is to have uh, dinner parties, Italian dinner parties there. We do them Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. And in order to have, and it's it's a small, you know, intimate dinner. You've been to. Uh, been to I have. A, it's really uh, fabulous. A, a, a single table for 20, 24 people. You're mm-hmm. in the chef's kitchen. You're in the kitchen there. He's cooking right in front of you. Uh, and so, you know, the, the idea was to try to recreate the sort of experiences that we have in Italy when we take our groups over there. And that's always around the table. And it's always a communal thing. It's a very social thing. And you can't do that without a great chef. Mm-hmm. And Liam, I tell you, is, I mean, you, you've is. known him. He's been in the town for a long time. He has. He, he can cook. Yes, well, he and can. one of he the things cook. he's yeah. brought to us too is not only does he do great dinners at the table, but he's really expanded our meat counters. So okay. um, we have here um, a duck that he roasted and served on the menu earlier this week. Mm-hmm. We've got all of our sausages are now made in house. So today we've got a wild boar sausage. Yum. Um, we always have our Umbrian sausage. Mm-hmm. Um, he takes this IPA beer that we import. Good from um, Perugia, and he makes uh, a sausage out of that. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we have porchetta all day, every day. How is it she's always going to these, and I'm home eating thin gruel (laughs) and watching Stranger Things? I mean, it just doesn't seem right. That beast thing is baloney. I like to eat. I'm just saying for the record that he complains about his weight all the time. So make up your mind. Not if I'm eating Italian. I'll give you a for example. So we... uh, we had a, 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 one of these dinners. We do them Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, on Thursday, a couple of nights ago, we had a special one where uh, we brought in a, a, a winemaker from Sicily who mm-hmm. I just happened to run into in, in Umbria uh, this summer, and we exchanged information. He came with his wines from the island of, Pen, uh, of uh, Lipari. Lipari. 
uh, and we did a special menu, uh, a seafood menu that that uh, Liam cooked. This guy lo- loved the dinner so much. He was in town last night. He came to our our uh, uh, wild game dinner as well. Fun. And in you know, he's an Italian. He knows what good cooking is. <laughs> right. He said that the uh, the seafood dinner was the most extraordinary dinner he'd had, and last night even topped it. So you know, it's, that's uh, terrific. And that's the magic of Chef Liam's. We can go from seafood one night right. to like a game dinner the next night. Right. Well, so. How does Liam incorporate what he's doing, like, downstairs? Because you can go, I mean, basically breakfast, lunch, or dinner. I mean, yep. you can be there. That's what I love about the <laughs> shop. Do you know what I mean? Like, you could go and get gifts for somebody. You can go and pick up dinner. You can go and meet somebody for uh, an espresso. I mean, there's so... There's just, or a glass of wine. Well, like can, can, let me circus. just jump in, because when we were in Umbria, we met a couple of your resources, the parties, mm-hmm. uh-huh. P-A-R-D-I, who make amazing wine Beautiful, in particular. And... Um, I think that's the the real, you know, you can advertise, I'm in marketing, you can say anything, mm-hmm. the payoff is when you cross the, the threshold oh, and come in and you and you buy these goods yeah. and they're as, completely as advertised. I mean, those wines are... it's not just goods, it really is, it's the party family that's behind them. So, a lot of these producers, winemakers, chefs... Don't forget her linens. Her yeah. linens are incredible, yeah. <laughs> but they, they, they come to uh, to Via Umbria often throughout the year. Uh, mm-hmm. We've got Chef Simone, a good friend, that you went to his restaurant. Right. He'll be here uh, in November. He's actually coming to celebrate Thanksgiving with us for the, he has the coolest yeah. restaurant. His restaurant is in the middle. I can't remember the name of the town. Uh, Bivania. Completely yeah, Bivania. glassed in. It is a it's really very cool, cool yeah. spot. Right outside yeah. the gate. It's yeah. very cool. Um, well, let's talk about, because you brought in this beautiful platter today. Your, oh, do we have to take a you break? Got, you got 30 oh, you seconds. Know, we'll take a break now, and then we come back. Okay. Let's talk about your catering arm, because the holidays are coming up. And awesome. based on this platter that you brought in today... <laughs> I Which be is gracing everybody's table. Rapidly disappearing. Right. This is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just a sec. John F. Kennedy once said, the greater our knowledge increases, the more our ignorance unfolds. If you are a CIO of a government agency, you know what that means. That's why there is federalnewsradio.com. Because it's not just about gathering intel. It's about gathering the right intel. Wisdom served daily by a team of award-winning journalists like Jason Miller and Tom Tamman. Federalnewsradio.com. Experience the difference. You've seen how recent hurricanes have devastated whole communities, flooding and destroying homes. Join Habitat for Humanity as we work with families to repair and rebuild. You can help someone desperately in need of a place to call home. We will rebuild, but only with your help. Visit Habitat.org to support Habitat's work. If you've ever worked for a large company that provides services to a customer, at some point you may have said, Huh, I think I might be able to do this better on my own. Well, this is a show for people who actually take the step off the ledge and fend for themselves in the cutthroat world that is government contracting. I'm Alan Scott of Columbia Technology Partners and host Ready to Prime, part information, part inspiration, and all small business. Heard the last Tuesday of every month on Federal News Radio 1500 AM or on demand at federalnewsradio.com. Search Ready to Prime. Hope for the Warriors embraces our heroes and their families by providing comprehensive support programs that respect the warrior ethos. Hope for the Warriors helps families um, of the fallen. That missing link which Hope for the Warriors provides is you know, connecting the people that are willing to help to the veterans that are in need. Because when my wife and children see differences in me, it all stems from hope. Visit HopeForTheWarriors.org to apply for services and donate. This segment of Foodie and the Beast is sponsored by ProFish, D.C.'s premier seafood company. ProFish is dedicated to bringing you the finest, freshest, sustainable, and safest seafood at the most competitive prices. Visit them at ProFish.com. All right, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis talking to Bill and Susie Menard, the proprietors, proprietors. <laughs> and creative directors and chief whatever you are, uh, Via Umbria in Georgetown, which is a stunning thing. I'm eating chingiale. I'm eating uh, wild boar sausage, so I'm going to let really Nikki yummy. ask a question. I know. Our I mouths eat. are all full. So um, you now have this huge catering arm, for, and with the holidays coming up, what are some of the things that Liam is putting together? 
So for sure, for Thanksgiving and Christmas, we can um, either order you like an all-natural fresh turkey from Atherney, Farms of Atherney, mm-hmm. or we can even roast that for you. So we can do as much or as little as you want to have your holiday preparations ready. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, we have um, Liam's got a great pastry arm now. That all of our pastries oh. are made in house from the donuts we make. Um, on Saturday and Sunday mornings mm-hmm. to the um, lemon poppy. How do you say donut in Italian? It's not dolce. I mean, that's no. everything. Uh, huh? Bumbaloni. Well, that, but bumbaloni is different. Yeah. Bumbaloni is filled. Uh, Jambella. Jambella. Nice. Jambella. All right. Sorry. <laughs> Digression. <laughs> um, so any anything you need, we have it ready. We can um, we can drop off. You can pick up. Okay. But one thing that we really placed our strength is um, our signature meat and cheese trays. Mm-hmm. Um, that we put This together. is pretty spectacular. Yeah. If anybody's watching this on Facebook a, Live. This is a cut board of, of what? Of pine? Uh, I think it's, uh, it's, a, it's log. a sequoia. It looks sequoia. like a log. <laughs> with, with the bark in the middle on the side. Yeah. This is gorgeous. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful just, piece. Can, it actually looks big enough to be a sequoia. Can I, and I may have missed that when I was eating, but will you guys come to a location and cater? And others do an event. Um, like for like for some weddings, we do like a, a a meat and cheese board, and we have the cheesemonger go, and they like serve the cheese at the moment, mm-hmm. and um, oh, that would be great. talk mm-hmm. to the the guests and let them know what they're eating and why they're enjoying it. We should do it. Nikki came to me last night and said, "Please marry me again, <laughs> my darling." My you don't get a meat and cheese tray without the wedding. Went something like that. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's a lot of cheese right, right. there. Only the facts. Right, exactly. <laughs> and what what are some of the big uh, uh, dinners that you guys have coming up? We have some great dinners coming yeah. up, um, which I think Bill is really excited to share. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we, we do the, the regular uh, fixed menu dinners Thursday, Friday, Saturday, but mm-hmm. we've got a few special ones. We've got a game dinner coming up. We did one uh, uh, yes, uh, yet last night. We're doing it again on the 11th. Uh, we've got black truffle dinner. We're flying black truffles in from Italy on mm-hmm. the 28th of, of uh, November. We're doing mm-hmm. uh, risotto, where uh, risotto where you take a, a half a wheel of cheese and mm-hmm. you set it on fire. You basically uh, cook the risotto in in the flaming. Oh, uh, I love cheese. that! That's so much We're fun. We're doing that on uh, November seventeenth and the thirtieth, and then December first and second. Uh, for people that uh, don't want to cook after Thanksgiving, the, is it the Friday or the Saturday after? It's the Friday after, family Fri- style. Family style, just pasta dinner. Okay. Uh, and All uh, homemade pasta. All homemade pastas. And Yum. then uh, we're doing the Feast of the Seven Fishes. Uh, we're doing that three nights, December 21st, 22nd, 23rd. Great. And that's in addition to the regular menus that we have. Okay. All right. Oh Tell everybody God. where you guys are on the street and online. We are at uh, 1525 Wisconsin Avenue. Really? You're looking at her? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like she gets me dressed in the morning. She points me. She brings me into the store. Yeah, 1525 Wisconsin. It's at uh, Wisconsin in Georgetown between uh, at Volta Street, which runs between P and Q. And then online we're at uh, www. ViaUmbria.com. Okay, yeah. thank Thanks, you guys. guys. Thank right. you so much. Right. It's always good to have Come you in the studio. Here, you can Brian stay seated. You can and stay. John, back on the microphone. This Pinot Noir, by the way, it's goes lovely. unbelievably well with, with that chingale. Yeah, yeah it's sure. perfect. It's so, a lovely match. So I'll take it. So, um, so okay. So you built this fabulous space, and then did you have in mind all the everything that you wanted there? Did you know you wanted the restaurant, the outdoor dining, the wine tasting room, the mezzanine, and then the entertainment space? Because, I mean, it's a it's a massive property, and you have, again, it, like not dissimilar from Via Umbria, but you do have a, a lot. There's a lot of things going on there. It is a little bit of a three-ring circus. Yeah. This is the beauty of opening your second space, is that you learn you learned a lot from your first space. Okay, uh, everybody the first take thing note. We, First thing we realized is that we needed twice as much space, so we we, we doubled our square footage uh, up to seventeen thousand square feet, and we mm-hmm. wow. we really wanted the um, the restaurant, the event space, and the the winery all to be able to operate autonomously. Right. Um. In our Brooklyn location, actually step on each other's toes a little bit. So okay. so for instance, we can't we don't have any um, private events or wedding events on uh, in October because that's when harvest season is. Sure. Um, but, but, and then. I I, I got to say the tasting bar is great because it's like going to a, a vineyard tasting yes. room. Yeah, and um, you, you you serve up flights. You can buy bottles to go and all that. It's just I mean it's like a one stop. Yeah, operation this, for all things. It's good it's, wine. it's it's the beauty of what what we're trying to do is is that we're trying to give people a variety of experiences. So if you want to come for a more traditional winery type of experience, where you go to a tasting room and taste through our portfolio of wines, learn about what we do. Uh, we have that opportunity. Um, we also have Anna, our, our restaurant, uh, which is where if you want to come down, uh, enjoy a glass of wine, have some, um, have a nice dinner, or just sit at our bar and have some snacks. Uh, you can do that as well. Or if you're looking to uh, host a really special occasion, um, we have a very large uh, private event space, so we can do seated up to, up to uh, 200 people, cocktail uh, 400 people. All right. Well, when we come back to you, 
Um, what I want to talk about is uh, your chef at the restaurant and the event space. Great. We'll do that at the end. What did you just pour for us, Brian? Uh, so we just poured uh, our uh, 2014 Cabernet Franc. Okay. Uh, this came from the North Fork of oh, Long Island. Like um, mm -hmm. This is a beautiful so wine. You'll get a lot of chocolate off of it, some black olive, uh, uh, some uh, blackberry. Um, yeah. It's a really, it, it, 2014 was a great year, and this is a great expression of what New York State uh, North Fork can do. Excellent. Thank Not, you. Okay. All right. So now we're going to, with all this. Now we need to do some to... yoga, <laughs> so, right? Uh, all right. So Eric, Eric, Eric oh my God. Aaron. <laughs> so when I'm right. drunk now, <laughs> Aaron Son invented uh, uh, an operation called Eat Yoga Drink, which mm -hmm. is really the coolest thing, the coolest thing in the world to actually go do awesome. yoga. And then have a beer. Yeah. Which All is right. Awesome. So let's talk about so this. Why and how? So why and how? So I've been a yoga practitioner for about ten years now, over ten years, and um, I have seen the the effects of yoga in my own life, just in terms of helping me be a little bit calmer as a parent and as a human being in this crazy world we live in. I really in. need to do more yoga. Maybe I yeah. should eat yoga. Yeah, <laughs> eat some yoga. Um, and I wanted to, I just sort of had an enlightenment one day. I realized I wanted to share that with others. I'm an educator by trade, and I love doing professional development for other teachers, for adults. And I was like, why don't I just marry my love for yoga and how beneficial I know the practice to be for your mental and physical health with um, sharing that with adults in a very approachable environment. I love beer. I love craft beer. My husband and I are big beer people and I was like, let's just make this happen. So I went through my yoga teacher training um, in 2015 and I started my business in early 2016. And but is your business, do you have a yoga studio? But I that don't. You don't, right? Don't. Because you do these, it's like pop-ups, right, right? Right, I'm sort of, I don't, I'm not, I have a really good idea. For a it. place, for a couple places where you can do some pop-ups. Always looking for, for new, <laughs> new ventures. Um, no, I didn't want to have a brick and mortar. I wanted to be mobile because, again, I wanted to make the practice fun. I wanted to make it sort of unexpected. Mm -hmm. um, my tagline is traditional yoga and mindfulness experiences in non-traditional places. I wanted people to find yoga in a place they didn't expect because it creates a different sort of atmosphere for the yoga because people oftentimes, I mean, there are a lot st studios are wonderful. They're beautiful. They have a lot of amenities. They smell good, you know, mm -hmm. but a lot of people are who, who haven't yet introduced yoga into their world are intimidated by studios and they can be cost prohibitive for many people. And so I wanted my um, events to be affordable and I wanted them to always end with a beverage because I feel like when you are doing yoga, it's so evocative. You know, you get so many emotions, so much comes up and out of you. And mm -hmm. when you're doing it at a studio, you, you know, your class is over, you have Shavasana, you roll up your mat, you get in your car, and it's just you with all of these feelings and thoughts, and you don't really know what to do with them. And so creating this community where after the yoga class, you go into the tasting room or to the bar or to wherever we are that's serving us drinks. We just kind of follow the drinks. Um, it gives you a chance to build, to, to sort of unleash some of the stuff that's come up during your practice and then let it go and just be in a community of like-minded people and you just have so much fun. So how do you find the places and how do you decide on the beer? Like you brought in beer today. I did. I brought and in you had a class beer. this morning. I did have a class this morning at Crystal City Sports Pub. I do a lot with the, in Crystal City, mm -hmm. um, events sponsored by the Crystal City Business Improvement District. They're a great I have a group. great partnership with them mm -hmm. and we're always looking for, so stay tuned for for some pop-up um, events coming up during the holidays mm -hmm. with them. But um, it, when I was first growing my business, um, my husband, who is you know really involved in the craft beer scene locally, um, would say... Do you we know, know him? No, I don't okay. think so. Just checking. Um, I do, though. Okay. Um, <laughs> That's a different show. <laughs> he was wearing that studded uh, necklace last night. Um, oh, was that him? Everybody has You know, one. I didn't recognize him with the mask on. We, he would pray on, you know, the post or on any, any column written by Fritzhahn and just see, like, what new breweries were opening. And he'd say, mm -hmm. go That's get them, you know. And I would just contact them through social media and... Um, most of them worked out. Um, I'm not a businesswoman by trade, so I've had to learn how to sort of put myself on the line and offer my services and not be, not feel rejected if anyone said no, but luckily no one said no. Everyone has sort of said, yes, that's well, great. Well, but I think what's shot. happening with all these breweries specifically is that not dissimilar from District Winery in that they realize that not only could they build a facility that would be fabulous for brewing beer, but people want to come, people want to they come. want to taste, and then once they're there, they're like, 
and I want to get married here, or right. I want to do yoga here. Right. Or, you know what I mean? Right. It yoga is an, wedding. It yeah. is an event space, we'll and I just think lots of people are realizing that not everything fits into a box anymore, nope. and that there's lots of ways to think outside that can right. be financially successful. And that's what um, I wanted. You know, every time I'm pitching it to a new brewery, and now breweries are coming to me, which is great. That because, is great. Um, I've established a clientele in the area, and, and the events are have you know sort of the word has gotten out, but. Um, it's supposed to be a, a very symbiotic relationship. I'm offering a service to people. People are taking the service, but the service is happening mm-hmm. in an establishment that otherwise isn't busy on these particular nights when we're when we're doing yoga. So I want it sure. to be beneficial to. So, for example, I teach at Fairwinds Brewing Company in Lorton. It's one of my favorites, mm-hmm. and I brought some beer from there. If anyone wants to try it, I have absolutely. A golden, right. Yeah, this is a golden shellback. It's a strong Belgian uh, ale. Aaron, Everybody we got it. We're gonna have to move on. All right. So. So it's uh, anyway, it's it's a great it's a great opportunity for you to get on your mat, whether you've practiced before or not. Mm-hmm. It's a great opportunity for you to do it in, a, in an approachable and affordable. How do people find you? That's- yes, find me. I'm on every social media forum except for Snapchat at Eat Yoga Drink, or you can go to eatyogadrink.com dot okay. and see the full schedule events. And, and we list on the yeah. list. Are you on it? dot com? And, all of her and do you know what they call a yoga instructor in the Philippines? Oh boy. No? God, no, a manila folder. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, much. so Brandon. Brandon Williams is the genius behind Fish Scale. Hi. And I've been hearing about this place. What? First of all, why don't you tell us well, a little the, bit I'm about... I'm really the idiot. I'm not a genius. Brandon is the idiot behind... <laughs> tell us about Fish Scale. Well, um, Fish Scale is really a confluence of my mother and my other sister. Um, my mother became a pescatarian. Uh, she would sneak that's, bacon every now and then. That's a fish lover for you. <laughs> yeah, and uh, my sister, she gave me a book called uh, Natural Cures. So it really piqued my interest about, um, you know, where your food comes from, organic eating, and um, the difference between, uh, like you say, wild-caught fish and farm-raised fish. So I was trying to uh, make sure that my mom had the best quality of fish when she did eat out, and that was um, something that was like an onerous task. So that's how Fish Scale came together. And wh- actually, where do you get your fish from? We have about 20 mi- seconds before we go to commercial, but who? Are, how are you sourcing it? Well, uh, Pro Fish is one in uh, Matt Griswold. Well, they are a sponsor, well, of, are a sponsor yeah. of the show, so yeah. that is for sure. John Rohrpah, are you listening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Matt Griswold, he's, uh, he's, he is my guy. Um, and he makes sure everything uh, is fresh, sustainable, wild caught. Yeah, they're one of the leaders in sustainable fishing, yes, yes. fisheries, yes. etc. Great guy. Yeah, good guys. All right, why don't we do this? Take a Let's quick go break. to a commercial. We'll come back with Brandon and hear more about fish, fish scale. scale. Okay, this is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just a sec. All right, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. Before we get back to the show, I want to mention that if you're thinking about doing Thanksgiving but are not thinking about hassling with all of that yourself, you got to go to the market at River Falls. You can go there. You can call mm-hmm. them. They will prepare the entire dinner. They'll just do your turkey. They've got amazing specials going on right now. Their sides are very, very good. Oh, my God. I mean, and it, the, the quality of the, of the poultry and the meats and the fish there mm-hmm. is absolutely, I don't even know how to say it, outstanding. We eat it all week, every week. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. So go there. All right, Brandon, let's get back to you. Talk about the menu at Fish Scale. You brought in some great sandwiches. Yes. What's going on so there? So we, we have the um, sheep's head, and that's from uh, Homa, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And then we have the speckled sea trout, which uh, comes from Virginia Beach. Okay. So um, the fishes change almost daily. Mm-hmm. So I've had a range of about 12 to 13 fishes since we opened. So all the way from Munchong but what's, from Hawaii. Okay, but what's the menu? Is the menu... Right, so it's, a, it's right, rotating. How many things are on the menu a day? Oh, so we have the two fishes at one time, and then we have the Maryland uh, crab burger. So it's okay. like a crab cake who married opulence. So it's like Maryland, blue crab. We make a moose out of shellfish. And it is really beautiful. So please don't call it crab cake. Okay, we will not. Yeah. We absolutely will not call it crab cake. So Okay, so I just want to be clear. How many items are on the menu? Uh, three. There are only three items right. on the menu. Yes. Okay, this is a fascinating three burgers. Yes, three concept. burgers. Yes, yes. Okay, and so, two sides. And two sides. Yes. So now every day, or not every day, but depending on what fish is available, is how the other two dishes change. Correct. Okay, and so you're basically making fish burgers. Yes. With different kinds of fish. Yeah. So we get the fish in. Uh, debone it, take the skin off, mm-hmm. grind it, make the burgers, and then I have condiments that complement the burgers. So right. it's like a fine dining, so you won't find ketchup. 
of mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. But you will yeah, find about the things like uh, dinosaur kimchi. So mm-hmm. we use dinosaur kale. Yeah, what um, a great idea. We have cucumber, tomato, relish. Mm-hmm. We have pesto and sambal, which is a uh, Thailand, Indonesian inspired mm-hmm. Spicy. Guess, yes, mm-hmm. fish sauce. And we use local organic um, Car- Caribbean hot peppers. We were using fish peppers when they were in season. So all of our produce and dairy, everything's organic. Like we do the uh, coleslaw, we use raw local honey and Greek yogurt, organic yogurt, and um, just uh, just beautiful ingredients. But so. here's the point. It's got to be that good. It when is. you have a menu with only a couple of items on it right. like that. It is, I mean, that's why I'm good. so fascinated. When people are beating the door down, that's because it's good. Okay, but here's my question. So when you're making these two other burgers... Are you requesting fish? Because, I mean, the texture of fish is so important to the quality of what you're doing, right? right? And not all fish. Some fishes are really oily and some fishes are really flaky. So how do you work... How do you work each recipe with the different qualities of fish? Well, um, you you are right. Like, some fish I do eschew and make sure I don't use. Mm -hmm. But um, certain fish, I'm not going to lie to you. First time, Monchung. First Mm -hmm. time, I said, cool, it's from Hawaii. Matt said, this is good fish, so I tried it, and it just worked wonderful. Um, So it's a work in progress, but it's not as hard as you think it is. Like, everybody thinks, like, oh, how do you get it together? But I do have... um, a way to put it together. No, I guess my question is, is, you know, the public is not as informed on all these different fish that are available. And there are are these fish that are certainly readily available, especially invasive species. That's the impetus behind fish scale really is to open the public up to different type of fish because you just have the ubiquitous Salmon, Salmon, and, tuna, right, and, and, right? And, and, and even though fish scale isn't a panacea for what ails the um, the overfishing in mm-hmm. the oceans, but what it does is it tries to bring awareness to all the array of fish that we have in this area and in the United States. So we support, you know, uh, United States fishermen for the most part. Um, so we do just like a lot of things. And, and, and then these, these are things that I eat. So that's why when you come in my restaurant, it's probable to people because this is what I eat. Like I use unbleached parchment paper to put the burgers on. Right. You know what I'm saying? I use organic ingredients. I do all these things because this Wait, is how I eat. Wait, are you I making the buns too? You make the buns too? Well, I get it from uh, Panorama, which is great. I've been doing that since the farmer's market. Okay, yeah, their right. stuff is good. Yes, right. olive oil buns. So, mm-hmm. I mean, this is like if you came to my house and what I would eat. So, like I you say, I'm, 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 I'm an idiot for sure. Are you coming to your it, house I did tonight, Brandon? <laughs> yes, yes, you you and your wife. And no, no, she's out. She's she out? She okay, goes out I, I was going to say, if, if, if you take I'll my sister, then I might try to take Nikki. I'll be, I'll be a, <laughs> we can work it out. Yeah. But I, I'll bring my jammies. Have some <laughs> okay. um, well, this is very, very exciting. And I assume your, your what your hope is, is with this concept is to sort of stamp it and move it into other locations. Yes. yes that, that's I mean, a that, fast that, casual concept. Right. That, that's what I would um, hope to do. Um, that's what I believe that uh, we need. I mean, I've had people who've come into town from California and say, oh, my goodness, like, this would be great in California. They would love it. So, I mean, but I, w- I would love to take it somewhere where, uh, you know, because I mean, now a lady that never heard of Munchung could say she had Munchung, it was delicious. Right. You know, so, and, and that's what I want to do. And then when you go to gro- grocery stores, you ask, um, you know, your fishmonger or you ask the person working behind the counter, is the fish wild-caught, farm-raised, and what's the difference? Like mm-hmm. you say, uh, salmon. Conversely, farm-raised salmon, it is in constricted spaces. They feed it um, whatever they feed it, and it doesn't, because they don't have those natural. Right. right. And they the, fe- the flesh is white, so no one's going to eat a white salmon, right? right? So then they have to feed it a food color. Right. And they get a lot of the omega-3s and nutrients from eating what they're supposed to eat, plankton, things like that. And that's when you eat it. So if you're going to eat it and it's supposed to be healthy for you, you might as well eat it right. I'm afraid we got to wrap. We got to move on. But I want everybody to know where Fish Scale is. Yeah, so 637 Florida Avenue Northwest in the Shaw area. And you can follow us on Instagram. We post our menu uh, at we are, W-E-A-R-E, Fish Scale. And then wearefishscale.com. Excellent. All right. Thank awesome. you. Congratulations. Thank you for having yeah, me. Really yes, yes, yes. And I'll All see right. you tonight at the house. I'll be there. Yeah. I'll be there early. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's let's go back to the district winery, boys. Um, let's talk about brunch. First of all, the, the Anna is a great. I mean, yeah. I keep forgetting it that you keep that you call that space a separate name. Yeah, it's important that it has. I, we want it to have its own identity. We have sweeping views of the Anacostia River, which you do. is now a beautiful river right. and mm-hmm. something we're very proud to be on. So it just felt fitting that the name of the restaurant should be Anna. 
Okay. I, I don't get that. Anacostia. Oh, Anacostia. Anna, short for Anacostia. Oh, well, sorry. she was drinking a lot of that cab. <laughs> glasses, and then, yeah, I was like, I was thinking of my girlfriend, Anna. I was like, I'm hearing the wine glass Anacostia? going, glug, glug, okay, glug. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> sorry. But I mean, but so, I mean, the, the, the fact that you are mm-hmm. basically producing wine and you have this, you know, you can go to any vineyard and get little small plates and a little taste. To sort of, this is a full-fledged deal. And the brunch we had yesterday. was really good. And I'm going to BS you. I could say it was like, yeah, it was. Yeah, but he wouldn't do that. Absolutely spectacular end to end. I mean, you. even the, 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 the chocolate, what was it, pound cake? Is that what? Yeah. I mean, everything really about fabulous. it. And the scone was awesomeness. It was great. I mean, so the, it goes, you got to eat with wine right good mm-hmm. food goes with good wine and for us it's not just having like some crackers to go with the glass of wine that you're going to have mm-hmm. we really wanted to put a a, uh, a great restaurant forward uh we brought down our executive chef from new york michael gordon then hired uh benjamin lambert who he's a is great a, chef yeah. he's been just a renowned uh local dc chef worked at a lot of great places mm-hmm. and both of them have collaborated on the dinner menu the brunch menu and we're really proud of uh what we put out there it's a hit it really well so is. let's talk about that so you have uh, your dinner menu and brunch menu right now. You also have a beautiful outdoor patio. Mm-hmm. But the event space upstairs is really special. Can you just tell people a little bit about it? Not that you can get in to do your wedding there anytime soon. but <laughs> um, Something that we've learned to do really well in New York is uh, host <laughs> private events. And what we do, we do things a bit differently. We feel like we feel filled this niche of having a beautiful, unique space that's also full service and high end. So we are a complete turnkey solution in a lovely space. So we take care of all of the food, the beverage, the staff, the event management, the furniture, the everything. So, mm-hmm. and you have this in a space that overlooks the riverfront that has an outdoor space that's and we can fun. host really any type of event. It's amazing. That's All right. great. All so, right. What did you pour last? Yeah. So our last wine is our Cabernet Sauvignon, and we mm-hmm. go back to the West Coast. So this is from uh, Sonoma Valley, really special vineyard. Um, it's uh, biodynamic, organic, all those things, but it's farmed by a 70-plus-year-old woman. She's a little bit of a hippie. She doesn't want to go through any of the red tape of getting it organically certified, but um, she goes through all the steps to make it happen. Cool. All you right. Know, last night you said I was biodynamic, didn't you? Yeah. That's really such a compliment. That was so after nice. watching all of Stranger Things That's too. That's right. <laughs> Two in the morning. Okay. You're biodynamic. Please all tell right. everybody where they can find you. All right. Yeah, we are located at 385 Water Street in Navy Yard area in Southeast. Excellent. Gorgeous walkway. Thank you guys for coming in. Well, we want to thank everybody for such a delicious show today. It was a fun show. Um, And it's over. The show is over. But next week's show. (laughs) But the food continues. (laughs) Continues. Uh, But next week's show is going to be pretty fabulous, too. Jeff Black is coming in studio. Not him again. Yes, he's going to be back. I'm sorry. Uh, Rachel Yang just wrote my rice bowl. She's going to be in studio as well. And. Uh, City Tap is opening up all around the area, and they're coming in with some of their brews, so it should be lots of fun. Oh, boy, more um, beer. Again, we want to thank all of our guests for joining us in studio today. It thank was a delicious guys. show. Good you show. can watch it all on Facebook Live, and everybody, please have a delicious week. Dun, 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 dun. And it's over. Thank you, everybody. That was- wow.